Paddock alcoholic. Um, I would say nice to be here, which it is, but I'm still nervous, even after 20 years. This is a little different. My sponsor did this first. He said, what's a podcast? I'm like, oh, shit, you're going to be in a podcast. Cool. And I'm like, eh. Um, I, my understanding is you got to dig to find this stuff and all that. So this is the most modern. It was nice to be able to scan with the phone and all that stuff. But now it's asking me some four digits for somebody's number. Maybe somebody later can explain which ones I need, and then I can send the money off. Um, what to say? Uh, start out with dates. I'm 57. Uh, I came in the second time in July of 2000. Um, that was what? What else? Um, Trying to finish graduate school in counseling psychology. It's been a slow road. Along the way, my mother passed in 2015. As I was at Cal, which still seems weird to say that. But I guess it shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. It's, um, I'm still insecure and anxious and like say things I shouldn't. And my apartment's a mess and all the other crap. But um, I don't drink. At least not alcohol. Coffee, yes. Um uh, what to say? So um, I'm able to talk to my sister now, which is nice. I'm the only one in the program. I'm not the only one who's qualified for it, but um, of course we don't go bringing our siblings in. And I, you know, who am I to say if someone's got the you know if they can drink and keep their life? My brother. Sadly, my my, my dad got it. I uh, grew up with him drinking. He did sober up for a little while. It was fantastic. I was 25. I was going through a serious emotional breakdown then. Um. Let's say, you know, um, the oldest kid, uh, born and, um, you know, I also go to the other program, Al-Anon, and so trying to figure all that out too. So it's been a long time. I mean, not drinking is one thing, but the old, and some of us are holding on to our old ideas until we always know, right? So some of them I can still like, God, I want to get my brother, you know, some of that stuff for me has been a long, slow change. And, um, well, I don't know what to say about that, but that's how it is. Um, so I got into the program, and I can go back to childhood. What's the point? You know, I guess I told you enough. Shy kid. Um, we moved to Livermore in early 72. But everywhere I went, it was hard for me to make friends. And, um, and then when I had friends, unfortunately, I really didn't know how to keep them. I wasn't very loyal. I look back on it now. as I call myself a coward, but I don't know if you call that to a kid. I just didn't have good role modeling with my father. My father wanted me to be a big tough guy as his father tried to be with him. He was from back east, Irish background. Not that it's only the Irish, but I can't speak for anybody else. I can barely speak for myself. And this stuff, a lot of this I've come to learn and later by listening to other people go, I'm like, damn, that sounds like my... You know, um, so it's nice to know that it's like when I found out I was alcoholic, oh, there's a name for this thing. It's not just this undiagnosable inability to live and function. Um, because, you know, alcohol was a, the solution for a while. When I was a little kid, too, we got a little bit of wine and Thanksgiving and Christmases. And I was gregarious and I was laughing. And, of course, I was always, well, I got grandma filling up the glass and then someone else. And they commented. I remember very young being. You know, it was not unique to me, the nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. I was outgoing, and the insecurity was taken away. But by the end, of course, it didn't work. I did other things, too. I mean, I don't very few people I know that didn't. Um, I have friends that have died um, before 40. Uh, some of them were not my friends, even though I hung out with them. I, you know, the high tolerance for being a, scared of people all the time because, you know, I'm five feet five. and I never learned how to fight, and I... So I got the big chip on my shoulder and I got popped and knocked out, woke up and got knocked out again. And I've had some free dental teeth removal and I paid a lot of money to get them back. Uh, at least the, uh, so all of that. Um, 
Not unlike what I've also heard, um, we, I, I'm going to say we, sorry if that's not, I've heard alcoholics in general can be very hardworking, very self-destructive, and times where I think would seem as being lazy, but I think a lot of this, well, my understanding is a lot of people using the booze in myself, family, I should speak for myself. Um, my father was pretty much traumatized by his own family, and it goes on. And I, I still feel weird using that word, but it is a accurate um, you know, I just, the yelling and screaming and the reaction has connection. And um, I was really terrified of dad, when especially when he started hitting mom. Yeah, and um, I was just ashamed of myself at a young age for not protecting her more. And then I got mad at later. I was like, why didn't you get us that? You know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. So moving on out, got in the Air Force, almost got kicked out a couple of times. You can probably imagine I loved authority at this point. No. And I was put in a thing called correctional custody. They asked, they removed a stripe, got it back, and then finally they left. But I worked hard. And so they said, we don't know what, you know. So if they let me ride it out. Um, I was not a soldier. It was peace, and you know, I was behind a desk. So, I mean, nonetheless, Okinawa was cool, but there was a lot of stuff. And I'd sneak over to their pharmacy, grown, and I was like, oh, man, my arm's asleep two hours later. So, so I got back in 87. Um, my grandmother, who was, she loved me. Um, that was a favorite, and I loved it, you know. And, but in the end, one of the worst, the more unfortunately, the worse I started feeling, the more I felt like she can't because I'm too sick. But come to find out, you know, you get in the history of this stuff. Um, she, at 17, 18, uh, committed her own father, who was a World War One vet, to a place where, I'm like, who has their daughter do that? So, yeah, I would more stuff. I mean, she had weight on her shoulders. That really wasn't cool at all. So, um. And then my great-grandfather ended his own life. I mean, he was my age, and he was separated from his family. So there's, there's a lot of, on both sides, alcoholism, alcoholism behavior, to see you know, depression, call it what you will. Just, I guess, in short, in ways, people not really knowing how to love each other in the way it was. Um, and I'm still trying to learn that. You know, I've um, been dating a woman as a friend for a while, but I've never had any marriages or kids of my own. And, you know, my big joke was... And, even though it wasn't a joke, it was a way to cover up the pain. Is I wouldn't have been a very good father. I would, have, and I suspect I wouldn't have been. But goddamn, I wish I could have been. I honestly do. Um, and you know, my uncle said to me one time, he said, "You know, you might be an okay stepdad." So I, who knows? The future's not written over completely yet. Um, what to say? Boy, it's been a long time since I spoke. Last time I did something this long was in 2002 when I first moved to Richmond a few years ago. Anyway. Um, my mother and I got to patch things up a lot. She um, said, you're just like your father. And of course, I was getting other messages like I would used to pray for him to die. <laughs> Not divorce him, but just, you know. So needless to say, I, I stepped down to the 10th power. But, um, and she had thought she had lost me this stuff. And um, that makes me sad. But in the end, I was able to, I would say make amends, but I would say it was more to myself. And, you know, I got to say, mom, you were a good mother. And I would got to be there, you know, that's the program, right? Stay sober, have a community, even a small one. I'll take it. Um, and I got the same sponsor I've had for Christ a few years now. Um, I tried being without for a while, but I find I like someone whose job is to kind of look after me. You know, I, I, I need the damn help and the GPS correction sometimes. Not the shame, but we don't get that here if I know so. Um, I was sitting right next to her when she didn't breathe in anymore. And I got a lot of texts that said it was really important for you to be there for her. And I said, well, it's for me, too. So, of course, um, my relationship with my brother is very strained. I haven't talked to him in five years, and that feels sick in a way. 
I question whether I'm doing something wrong. I do talk to my sister, and apparently he's drinking like a fish, and I just don't have the stomach for it anymore. Um, but to say that I'm all over that, it doesn't bother me with a complete lie. Um, so I keep walking. Yeah. Um, I'm also in my own therapy, and I also in 14 years later, I, and I'd say this to be transparent, especially because I was so judgmental of other people before I knew what the hell I was talking about. I'm on an SSRI for anxiety. So it doesn't make you high. It doesn't make you, you know, you, can, you guys can look it up if you can and see whatever or not. Um, but I am been involved in general service too as a G and one thing I still say is because I got the shivers, you know, the hairs on your back stand up and all. I was at a, uh, what was it? One of these in Fortuna, long ways away. And they were talking about a pamphlet of, um, was it AA and outside issues? It was mental health stuff. And I said, eh, we don't need that. You know, it's 2004. Yeah, so I listened to what we call the minority report or the minority opinion, or, you know, the side that doesn't get voted. Boy, I tell you, I heard some hair raising stories and I realized, you know, my big mouth and somebody took me seriously could really cause a whole lot of damage. Um, and, you know, all the years of like getting, I found that bias is quite human and and as much as some people might not want to admit it, you know, you go to God, you kind of learn what is it? You got one finger in the three back, including my thumb facing up at my nose. Yeah, there's a lot of work there. So, but I still judge others, this and that and the other, but I still, okay, what am I looking at here? What do I don't want to see in me? Um, and it's hard. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable, goddammit. But that's in the end of the day, it comes back. Um, I've had some inappropriate behavior at grad school like standing up when i'm getting really angry and fright when a teacher didn't end at a certain time i'm like you don't do that but i don't really realize it until it's in the rearview mirror but they constantly say one thing and I, this is program coming in you're really willing to look at yourself yeah um so that is because god i can't i don't want to get kicked out of that so I've had problems with jobs before, as you can probably imagine. Finally, um, I had a job for 15 years, and uh, 95 to 2011, they saw me in recovery. I smashed chairs, crying up for my grandmother. I mean, there was other stuff before that. But basically, I was when I got out of the Air Force, finally, I was just bouncing from one job to one job. And I had no, I didn't know who I was doing, where I was going. I just knew I was a mess, and I didn't know what to call or any of that stuff. So, um, well, it's a call. Um, my dad did sober up, and that really... It, I felt as a kid I got daddy back so seeing someone else get sober that means a lot to me made a whole hell of a lot of difference I mean there's they planted seeds and much my mother went and tried taking care of herself she she said to me I said I guess I was in my early 20s or so she said I said something to her like if you're not taking care of yourself how can I see that as permission to take care of myself and that stuck with her said, okay cool um, but we had a lot of conversations and, um, she did say to me one in a good way, work some out, had some arguments and all that. But by October 18th of 2015, I'm anyway. So, um, but that's where I think the promises to the, the program really said, okay, cool. Cause I was afraid what I was going to do. I thought about drinking, thought about ending myself a few times. Uh, drink, I've heard this said a lot of times after a while, it's like, you know, you can't drink anymore. That's an out. So you just go another way. I said, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I talk to people. I've said things in meetings. I never thought I would judge you. You got that much time and you say that. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, and um, I got a couple of, I got friends that did a kind of, um, God, it's almost, only 830. My God. Um, so good. 
kind of speeding it up there. I don't really, you know, I could fill in the blanks with a lot of boring details. I don't find that necessary. You know, you know what an alcoholic is, now you get here. So let me start talking about the stuff after I put the drink down, if I may. Um, Palace Park is the company in West Berkeley. They ended up getting rid of me, and I was miserable at the end. It's one of those, a lot of my, but it was just as dysfunctional as I was, that I could go in the production department, way in the corner in the back in the third shift and blow up at people. And them and me. And my boss was from uh, the West Bank. He literally died of lung cancer at 45, 10 years ago. But we could scream at each other for 20 minutes, and it was just normal communication. A lot of other people couldn't do that. So it was a good fit in a weird way, I suppose. And it was, uh, you know, he said something that still gets to me this day. He said, Patrick, I always believe it, but you build the building and then you blow it up. And um, that little pinpoints on the way. And I remember when I finally did get sober, I'd always borrow the same five bucks from him. I say, oh, no, you money, no. <laughs> I said, man, don't worry about it. And um, we got along better. I got in another department, and I was trying to go to school and be a graphic designer, and that was cool for a little bit. But I think I always, even before, way back, I was like, you know, I think I was either going to be a musician. I hoped. You know, I like to think I play guitar a little bit. Paul Simon, my idol, that, Beatles, of course, and uh, some others. But, um, you know, I was in... One thing in sobriety, I ended up getting part of the church choir, and I, you know, I became real dogmatic about, oh, churches are all bad, this and the other. Well, again, I'm overestimating my knowledge of stuff and making everything too cut and dry. There's a lot of tradition I found I really enjoyed there. Um, I don't have to buy into everything, and I don't have to sell. I don't have to, you know, dismiss everything too. If you put on the shoe if it fits and you can walk in it, it's okay. It doesn't hurt your feet. Keep walking, right? That's what I do now, more than I have. So anyway. Um, so the, then I went on there, but still no drink, but still I didn't know until many years how much therapy I needed. I had sponsors going, look, man, you can write new toys to your blue in the face, which I've been doing, a lot of them. And, but you need to get what's underneath that. Like anger, I took an anger management class. saying anger, and actually in my speeding it up in Benita House, that's where my practicum is. I'm going to start in anger management, but um, don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's already there. And a large part of it is just like what's underneath it. I was raised, you don't come home crying. You get spanked for that. And my, to just let you know, my own father, sadly, he threw a guy over a bar. He was the regional manager, Western Seal, regional manager, Fisher Price, and he was doing well sales. But you can't toss people over bars in their corporate meetings. And I didn't know this what it was. I thought he had just yelled at someone. But So that gave you the mindset he was raised with. And, of course, his dad, he got the same kind of, you know, it was crazy. And I'm like, God, I don't, I don't want to live that way. But, you know, I... Anyways, but um, so moving on, I still, first reaction is, oh, man, i got to protect my pride, this and that, and I'm scared, I can't let anybody see it. Well, wait a minute, hold up. That's what's nice about getting older and being sober many years, too, is like, yeah, you can, and it's okay, and if people expect this behavior, and actually, this looks better publicly. So I'm starting okay, changing around. So um, leave the other stuff for the younger guys who just feel like I got something to prove. So, um, man, all of a sudden, I get nervous, my head just blanked out here. It's also weird on Zoom when everybody's quiet. I expect to hear some kind of ambient noise, and I don't even hear it. It's weird. Um, so I was with Powerpoint. All right. Uh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> so um, the other thing, too, I think I'm learning to laugh at myself and other people more in a good way. This, shit, this stuff is funny. I mean, after all, with the... You know, being the oldest to my side of the family, nobody's. I have to laugh. I've got to laugh. Um, 
And before I thought, how can you laugh? You know, it's insulting, it's offensive. And it's like, no, it's a life-saving device, man. It really is. So yeah, I remember some of these shares of people earlier and I appreciate it. You know, I miss, I used to go to Elsevier Fellowship and they had speaker meetings like every Saturday. Over the years, it's it's sad how it's dwindled. Um, really is, to be honest. And um, I did service positions there, of course. Like I was taught, a guy named Robbie Robinson. He's passed away. I don't know if you knew him, but you know he had mental health issues that were serious. But he was also a good sponsor, and I um, he got me in. And after a while, it was kind of hard to deal with. But um, but when he was on track, he got me in a place where runs February two thousand and two, um, because I did. You know, one of those things is I drank and drove and without a license. And one of those nights was not cool. And I dealt with them because it still bugged me. It, less so now, but it's still there. So um, as I got involved in service, it just keeps me around, even though I still feel sometimes I don't belong there. These people are to this, to that, to this. I can tell you what was very unhelpful when I was first in. I spilled more than you drank. Or this and that and the other. And, you know, I finally get to the point where it's like, who gives a shit? I don't care. Wipe it off the floor. You know, I drank more than some, a lot less than many others. My alcoholism was what it was, but there's no question I earned my seat here, whatever that is. I guess the third tradition is, you know, do you have a desire to stop drinking? That's it. Okay. There's a chair. Um, but after a while, it just gets annoying. And then, of course, there's the other thing, too, which I've done. Unfortunately, I don't hear this out in meetings this area. It's like, well, you can't be sober if you're doing this. I, I love these, the illustrated traditions, and one of which is, it mentions a few things, but one of them, which my sponsor showed me is funny as hell, a lot of people become honorary neurologists, which, you know, that makes, then I can, I guess my joke to myself is, well, I'm an honorary carpenter now. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, so I, you got to remember to stick with what I know, and if I don't know it, just to say where my limits are. And that includes now in the practicum, too, where I think. Hey, I've been in AA a long time. I'm doing Al-Anon. I've probably got this figured out better than the rest of you. Or do I? Um, I've been corrected on that. So humility. Um, I'm quicker to go there now than I was, but it's been a long, hard. In, I, you know, I guess I'm trying to overcompensate for still feeling like, oh, I want to be somebody, you know. But that's not the way to do it, especially when other people might be affected by it. So, you know, in the one part, there's a lot of 12-step down in East Oakland and the Casa Ubuntu. And then over in uh, Berkeley, it's more, I just, I don't know, but just people just need help. And it's a lot of it's just community talking to each other. Oh, my God, I would, you know, I'd do this without getting paid, which I'm not getting paid now. I'm just getting hours. But it's, um, there's somebody in the waiting room there. Um, so uh, we'll see where it goes. And that's the unknown part. I'm lucky enough. I got a roof on my head and rent's paid for next month and so on. I've been very, very lucky. Um, I've got two kittens here that were kind of thrust on me. I had a cat, another intervention by a step fellow student. He was older than I knew. I had him a couple of years. You know, we were both middle-aged at the time, and then cats get older faster. And I was, you know, held him when he passed away. And boy, I tell you, I used to think people talking about their cats, what is that? Well, boy, I know, I get it. He was cool as hell. I think he was just grateful to have a place to come home to because he was from Milo. These two, um, brother and sister twins, they're kittens. And this one behind me, Maria, has just figured out how to jump in the kitchen table. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, and I'll tell you, I had a cat when it was early sobriety, and now all that rage came out, and the stuff that I was raised seeing, I was not good. My brother ended up getting them. But Felix and these two, Maria and Thomas, um, I've not seen that, either drunk side or that obvious. I come in, I'm in a bad mood, and I start to even feel it now. It's like, oh, wow. So, you know, I... As long as they're not hurting each other, they play rough, but I guess that's what they do. And sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, or I'll throw something and they both chase it like the retrievers or something. I don't know. 
but focusing on others, um, I find that a lot of the stuff in the, the, in the school and the counseling just is a different name, but it's a lot of what we do here. Get a community, don't isolate. Um, a lot of times I'll stay in, I mean, I was alone a lot of my life. I didn't know how to make friends or keep friends. And that does funny things to the brain, mine. And when I've been looking, you know, reading and listening to lectures online, and one of the things apparently is like, if, and this validates, it helps. It's like, if, you know, if I sit home for a couple of days alone, it's not like I'm going to go starving for socialization. After a while, it's almost just like irritable with people. And I explain, why? it's no wonder. So keep going outside. So Monday when I go to practical, I'm not super irritable. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? So it's a you know work in progress and stuff. Um, Fifteen minutes. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I do you know. And I'm not one of these fellows who loves the sound of his own voice. Um, I remind myself a lot of my father, which has a mixed blessing. But um, I love the guy. But he was you know and I love him whatever. Um, so, and that's, I guess, the big thing in recovery now is how to open up my heart. I'm, I'm afraid of getting hurt a lot and all that stuff. But, you know, our book says a lot. And I am been wanting to find out what's wrong with it. It's old. It's this, this, it's that. And I've had other people in the school training to be therapists. I, I know way is this and I know way is that. My first reaction, I thought, well, let me tell you. Because I know something is not for everything. I felt the same. Look stupid. But I didn't. I did talk to other people. In fact, I didn't know because they talked in terms about our bubbles about don't talk too much. You know, I got told I got to talk too much. Um, it's like, you're going to be a professional out there and you've got an attitude towards this thing that's not helpful for anyone. You may meet that could use this. So once in a while, I would say, do you know that there's like four atheist agnostic meetings just in this area alone? Um, I don't go to them now or not, but I sure did earlier and I'm glad they had them when they were there. Um is all kinds of flavors, right? And man, so unfortunately, another one. So there's a, the in the rooms, out of the room stuff. And um, hopefully I can be someone who's like, well, like somebody asked him, it was AA. And I said, AA is a way. It's not the way for it is for me. And he liked that answer. So, all right. So just speaking about it, nobody's asked to take and keep my cell phone. The book itself says, you know, we know a little. We're going to learn a lot more later. I mean, a book that was written in 35 does not say we're the last greatest revelation. So this works. And a lot of that stuff that's done now still carries over. Get in service. You know, get help if you need to by doctor and all that. I take my car to a mechanic, for Christ's sake. You think I'm going to try to figure out my own brain by myself? No. Try to. Didn't work. But whatever. Um, earlier tonight, I'm learning this bloody program for Medi-Cal. Man, and I just talked to one of my fellow students. And, uh and it was nice getting help. The other person, she's great, but she's young and she's quick. And yeah, I don't think she's learned how to train people yet. So she's, boom, 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 boom. okay, you're on your own. I'm like, hey, wait, come back. <laughs> so um, that mask resignation thing happened there too. So we're printer, but I still am appreciative of being there. I was at another program, which it wasn't a fit and I was asked to pull out. Um, which really, and that was right before COVID. I'll be honest with you. That was as suicidal as I'd ever felt. Um, I'm lucky I had the cats. Um, I have a certain group of friends I call, to be honest with you. I told somebody, you know, Mike coming over there and cleaning the litter box and taking your trash out as an older fellow now is part of my job and it gets me out and so on. Um, I resentful of it, but I just, that stuff, you know, like I remember the movie years ago, because I recorded it for my dad actually when he, Bill shows up and said, I'm not here to help you, I'm here to help me. Not in the smartest way or anything. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. So, um, I 
I don't know what else to say that I'm not just going to get bored listening to myself. Is there any way that we could end this a bit early? Legally? Um, I don't know anything. It's up to you. You've got till 8.55. If you want to stop sooner, you, you can do um, I guess let me put some final points out there. Hopefully they won't bore us. My big joke is I hope you got a comfy pillow. You can sleep and wake up and we're done. But um, I am grateful for my life today. I don't think I always, I don't always feel it, but I acknowledge it if that makes sense. Um, being sober for me is not meant feeling like I'm feeling great all the time. It has not. For others, cool. I tried to sponsor a couple, few people, but I was so much into rescuing them. I have learned in AA and in Galanon to realize, you know, I was going to their house. I was trying to help them. It's like, no, 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 no. Way the hell. I thought, oh, I'll be controlling if I make them call me. My sponsor, again, Robbie, said it great, and I appreciate it. He's, I said, why do we always have to call you? And this answer really satisfied me. He says, you know how you're used to reacting to doing one thing to solve your problem? If you're used to picking up the phone, it's muscle memory. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's like learning anything, guitar, drums, exercise, martial arts, which I would try to learn just enough to get myself in trouble with. I don't act out, but it's fun. It's like or dance to anything. It's like, oh, my Christ's sakes, I get it. Because um, if I'm doing something for someone, like whatever it is of course they're not going to learn it so call that controlling if you wish um so i am learning to forgive i still got to make an amends to my father i'll say this and i guess i'll tap it at the end there i was not there when he passed i was somewhere in a relapse he i knew he, he had gone into the what is it stanford icu he had sepsis colon cancer does not skip generations in this family well and he was 61 when he passed. His dad, 65. I'm 57. We'll see. I hope not. But I ran away. I, I, you know, he said, son, call back like Cats in the Cradle, if anybody's heard that song. And, um, and it's bothered me all these years. That was in October of 99. Um, so I've got a friend who's upstairs. He says, you know, I know how you can make a Nancy father, even though he's not here anymore. And the one thing that I've tried to do, which has not helped, well, I didn't do this because that. And that doesn't take away my pain uh, i'm finally realizing well whatever somebody else did to me i'm needing to address my stuff not because i'm and you know not because i'm bad terrible horrible this and the other and their 10-step checklist and self-condemnations on the liability side and it's still hard for me to get used to them. so i still got more work to do right so um yes i'll keep coming around thanks for letting me babble on hope somebody got something if not dig a roof on your money at the door i think <laughs> all right Capisce? I'm done.